Welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla on today's Taco Tuesday. So guess who's in line? Who's in the hot chair today? It's Janice Arnold Jones, and I brought the tacos. She bought the tacos. We we're so proud of her. I mean, I almost fell down, <laughs> <laughs> but I ate it. And they were loaded tacos. Remember, I was saying. When you have a loaded taco on Taco Tuesday, you it just—it it makes the outlook for the day just, I mean, even if the odds are stacked against you with the loaded taco, hey, we got this. Shoot. <laughs> and everybody watch out. Taco Tuesday in Albuquerque. Yes. So just real quick, special announcement to our advertisers who help keep us on the air every day. Gerald Loeb, local author, Golden Equipment Company, Abortion Free New Mexico, and our newest advertiser albuquerque guns which their ad is coming soon and they also have a percentage off if you mention off the cuff abq so stay tuned for that support for today's programming on off the cuff abq is made possible in part by simco inc thank you for your support thank you for supporting our mission and not our speech contact us today if you would like to support off the cuff abq talk radio off the cuff was created with an idea of telling it like it is our localized radio platform is the next level of conservative talk radio it's real talk with real new mexicans that give voice to new mexicans who are being ignored off the cuff is created hosted and produced by new mexicans in our pursuit we are looking to rise up unashamed to proclaim our faith family and freedom off the abq.com today click on sponsor us or be a guest or sign up for our newsletters or leave a comment uh, even if it's a complaint there's no complaint button you'll have to hit the comment button but leave your complaints to a minimum get straight to the point <laughs> we always want to hear from you but but we still want to hear from you yes, you know thanks for listening hi i'm a first-time caller long-time listener i wish we were a call-in show Imagine the questions we'd be able to ask. I would say, but you would learn so much from the community. Totally. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. yeah I'm ready. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So it's Taco Tuesday. Thank you for the loaded tacos, Janice. <laughs> they were for sure a treat. So just to recap from yesterday, we told you about another body dropping from the sky. It's like crime, crime all the time in Albuquerque. In, in the lawless city of Albuquerque, for I am and the, the mayor, mayor of Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So can you imagine what uh, this, th- is it this year that Albuquerque picks a new mayor? Indeed, but mm-hmm. yes, so, we do. And we have two candidates so far. Well, actually, there are four. Right. Two that have a chance and two that, um, you know, they will, they will become known by running. Right. So it's basically, it's going to boil down to Tim Keller, who's current mayor now, now and uh, Manny Gonzalez. I mean, that's my prediction. And crime's going to have to be on the platform. I mean, we literally, I mean, we're going to out best our worst Nightmare. year uh, in, 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 in murder counts. Because it's a count. It's a body count. Touch the pain in that. It's a body bag. When they put the teddy bear on the curb for you, you lost. Yeah. You know, it's like crime, crime all the time. APD finds another dead body at a hotel. Um, possibly suicide. And we told you about the murder that took place on Sunday. So apparently it's, it's, a, it's a guy uh, that was a teacher or worked for the Albuquerque public school systems. Well, it was 41-year-old uh, Lee Marco uh, Cular. And yes, he was a teacher in, at Kennedy School. And he called his cousin at the park down at Tigwick's Park in Old Town and told him 
that he'd killed his wife. So now he's in shock, and the police officers are driving by, and they stopped him and admitted that he had done it. And he gave them the address, so they went there, and they found the girlfriend, and her name was... Um, Allie. Rosa, yeah, well, they call her Allie. She had a, it's a really long name, Rosalinda. But, uh, yeah, they went down there, and it appeared that she had been strangled. And yeah. They, they had said that they had gotten a fight earlier, and he took, like, an anti-anxiety pill or something. Well, anti-agitation. Anti-agitation pill. What does that mean? It could be anything. Sounds like LSD to me. But I, hey. Yeah, I mean, and he's talking about, like, he felt like he, you know, like his soul was leaving his body, something wasn't right. And then he starts talking about demons or possession or I don't know what. And then he just strangles her, kills her, takes her life, puts a blanket over her, calls the cousin, says, hey, man, meet me at the park. Something ain't right. I don't know who called the cops or what, but they show up. And, yep, sure enough, mm, yeah. it's out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very violent here. I don't remember it being like this a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, it's super violent in Albuquerque. Uh, and there's those odd um circumstances where we have like children killing their parents and then we have these people dying from domestic abuse and then and then you have the everyday run-of-the-mill hardened criminals taking advantage of the criminal justice system with the revolving door repeat violent offenders i mean by the time they get out they're already committing another crime you know the ankle monitors don't work it's like who's going to monitor the monitor oh yeah because they can't monitor the monitor so you know they really shouldn't be sending but anybody out on pre-trial so you either get out no questions asked or you're on hold at uh into pending trial and usually it's 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 the first it's they just let you out and they're like hey promise not to do this that or whatever don't go outside and kill anybody now <laughs> and they're like okay no problem well, well you know it's, it's say, but there's another part to the system that is so irritating and we could the people of of albuquerque could fix this but did you know that a significant number of criminal cases when the case finally gets to court even though they've been on pretrial and all of this then the accused does not show up and do you know what they do they delay and reschedule the trial how many times uh, an infinite number it seems to me that it is time to say if you have been accused of a criminal act that if you choose not to show up to your own trial they're going to try you anyway yeah, I mean, and I know we talked about that a right, little bit, and, right. and, and it gives you pause. But this, at some point, this is like this is like the broken windows. Seriously, you know, you've got to deal with it, and you've got to deal with it now. <clears throat> totally, totally, because it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. when. I mm-hmm. mean, most people. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people being victimized in Albuquerque, but it's not safe. It's not safe to be uh, on the bus. It's not safe for your kids to even just go outside and ride their bike because then you got speeders. You got people just racing up and down the street like like what happened with uh, the priest uh, in the South Valley. You know, I, I was just they, reading. They were literally just going up the road to the, do, uh, to the Dion's. For dinner, yeah. For dinner, you know. And then two cars are racing is what they think happened one you know one swerved swerved and took off the other you know killed the priest bcso is now saying that um after the reports come back they're going to pursue uh some sort of charge against the driver and rightfully so because i i hear them at night and i hear them everywhere on that one app that i've been using it's called next door and so you know they just talk about what's happening and all day long uh gunfire and Racing. I'm mm-hmm. racing, and, and so I live near Montgomery, and oh, yeah. this goes all night. But what if uh, the Bernalillo County pursues this, they build a case, and Raul Torres says, nah, I don't think so. 
We're right. not going to prosecute. Well, in this case of the priest, you know, they, the fender was still there. They said the fender was briefly detained at the scene after refusing medical attention and was released at the request of the district attorney's office. Mm. Ouch. I mean, if he was there already and you know that he did it. And right. It, it was obvious he did it. He was, didn't even run, but they didn't even arrest him. Right. So, I mean, there's two parts that could be happening there. One, it's like wait until, you know, they've concluded their investigation because... When there's a death at a scene, they usually block it off. They do all this measurement, whatever. All this stuff has to come back. Uh, maybe they tested for drugs or alcohol. We don't know what's happening. Or, like we reported before, most pedestrian um, accidents, even if you stay at the scene, you will likely not face, not even a ticket. I mean, you might get a slap uh, on the hand, but maybe not. But it's okay because everything's just a suggestion. What, well, a, what an offense to the person that got killed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but th there is one other explanation. In, in the process of our courts, if the district attorneys charge too quickly and the, the charge is too low, they are not allowed to increase it. There are a number of, and I don't understand all the rules, but mm -hmm. I get that if they charge too early without having built the case, that they can actually cut the case out of the court because they made those mistakes. Right. So sometimes they really do need to wait until they have enough evidence. Especially if they plan to charge because here's why. We know um, district attorney, public defenders, I mean, they stake everything on a plea deal. And people take plea deal. I mean, it's a, it's it's what kind of deal? Can, everyone's there to make a deal, and so if they're gonna pursue it, you know, chances are they want to get their ducks in a row. And Torres is running. He's running for AG, uh, Attorney General. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you the, ever heard of, of any state? Republicans or Independents running for AG? No. <sighs> or Secretary of State too. Yeah, we have to work on that one. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay, so I have an important oh. change of topic. Okay. Can can we take a quick break? And then, okay. we'll, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> so we get all heated up. I know, because we get all heated up, and, and, and I don't want to break the momentum. So you're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Good morning, Albuquerque. This is Gerald Loeb, local author here of All Things Political and Humor. I have a new book coming out on the 15th of April and it's called Mayhem Manor. In this book, you have feckless bureaucrats, mindless politicians, and overwhelmed police force. Inside this book, you'll find not one but two love stories and a very unlikely hero. Check it out. It's on Amazon.com and will be available on April 15th. You'll like the read. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Art Tannenbaum reminding you to tune in to Off the Cuff ABQ right here on KDAZ Radio weekdays from 3 to 4. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the newest, hottest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. I'm Janice Arnold-Jones with the tacos. And it's Taco Tuesday. How do you say taco in Spanish? Taco. How do you say taco in English? Taco. Everyone's bilingual. <laughs> so just it's, it's called Spanglish. It's called Spang. It's called taco. Taco Tuesday. And if you're e if you're not eating eating a taco on Taco Tuesday, it's really not Taco Tuesday. Not, so we're not for you. We're tired on, of 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 the Facebook post or the social media post with other items, not a taco, calling it Taco Tuesday. You just can't do that. 
<laughs> you can do that. I don't care. Just really quick, Golden Equipment Company has earned a great reputation in our community by providing top quality work and a team of experts you can always depend on. For more information about Golden Equipment Services, head on over to their website at goldenequipment.com. Okay. All right. So well, Janice let's... has a surprise. Yep. Oh, well, I do. I, it, actually, it's about language. So you, uh, I, I want to talk about Tigway Park and other names, and you pronounced it Tigix. And, and we have, it's, you know, so I get a kick out of people who come to visit, and, and instead of Powaki, it's Pojoke mm-hmm. or Tesaku. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so we butcher our language, but do you know the derivation of that park? I have always called it Tigway because that's what my friend said. It was Tigway. It is Tigway, but I said Tigwix because I don't know if people know where that's at. <laughs> I would say, well, is that the correct pronunciation, and how did it get that name? I have no idea. Well, Tigway, it's a Native American, yeah, Tigway. I don't know what it means, but I know the pronunciation. I was corrected more than once again now. Well, I, it's, it, I'm not correcting because, uh, you know, we, we can say some of these names forever, and, in fact, it is not the correct way. Um, and I was listening to, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I, I'll think of it at the wrong time, about having the um, accent on the wrong syllable, and, which right. is very frequent. And, right, right. And it, and it changes the whole sound of a name. Totally, so, totally. Anyway, that was really important. Uh, just so you know, Teagway was my favorite soccer park. You know, I coached soccer for a bazillion years, but it has those lovely berms. Mm-hmm. Parents loved it. It was right. a great place to play. It's still a great park. Yes, it, it is. It's a, it's a really great park. So does everybody know where that park is? I live a block away. <laughs> it's it's so Careful. if you go down by the museums, mm-hmm. it's literally right across the street from the museums. Right. That lovely mm-hmm. park, that's Teakway Park. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's down in Old Town. It's a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of people there all the time. Plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. Right, and those lovely berms you can watch your kids run and mm-hmm. play. It's really nice. Right, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about something serious. Okay, so how about these foreign companies buying up our assets and resources? Foreign so, interest, Mexico, yeah. China, Ger- uh, Germany. Germany, absolutely. I mean, here in New Mexico, yes. buying, buying stuff up, buying land, mm-hmm. uh, American waterworks from where? Germany. Germany. Don't you just love that? Omida. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that make you nervous? You know, so we we have a set of laws that say we cannot discriminate against you because you may be from another country. But if we believe in our country and we want to preserve it, should we consider that only citizens can buy our natural resources, our land, our water, even the uh, the energy should the ownership stay with the United States of America? You know, I I kind of think so. I uh, well, I think so. I know so because here's why. They I can mean, hold us hostage. I they, mean, you know, yeah, if they, they feel can totally like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold you hostage. Uh, American Waterworks. It's a it's a it's a German company. I mean, that's water. Yes, and I they mean, control it. Agua es vida. Mm-hmm. The water is no good. The water is no good, right? So it'd be real easy to. I don't know, off a few Americans living in New Mexico. I don't know. It seems weird. China buying a bunch of land to farm. Yes. How come we're not funding American farmers? No, we're paying them not to plant, not to grow anything. Whichever, you know, Mm -hmm. Mexico, what's what's, what's Mexico buying up? Uh, Mexico is buying a portion of the Shell uh, uh, refinery company in Texas. Uh, $600 million purchase. So oil. Oil, yes, and and the refinery capabilities. They are going to own that refinery. Mm -hmm. 
So I, you know, I, I, this does not sit well with me. Um, and, and if you go to Mexico, if you go to Japan, if you think you're going to buy up their land or their resources, you're just silly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, I mean. Sadly mistaken. Right, right. I mean, there's no stupid questions, but that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're, I mean, no, seriously, they're not going to do it. And they're going to look at you like you're crazy, and they're going to be like, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Foreigner. Mm-hmm. Foreigner. New Mexico is for sale. Yeah. And sometimes to the lowest bidder. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's talk about Richard Branson, speaking of the lowest bidder. So do you remember when he came into the state and we're going to build a spaceport and by uh, 2010 we were going to go into space while it went a little bit late. Mm-hmm. And, and we were going to make all of this money. And so for the first 10 years he paid, uh, we might have gotten a million dollars out of maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Squeezed. And, and what we know, and I'm certainly glad that their test flight was safe. I was reading about the previous test flight and it's a good thing that everybody survived that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He has a history of being the lowest bidder and a lousy businessman. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is going to eat his lunch. So cheap, um, cheap, 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 cheap. And like, what really is a spaceport? I mean, I know what it is, but like, it's this big old thing. Tons of news articles on it. It's like everyone's flying to the moon, to the moon and back. I'm just like, I don't know what we're doing over there. And it's a big deal. A bunch of New Mexico tax dollars are going there in the infrastructure and this, that, whatever, whatever. There's a ton of scandals always surrounding it. So it's really sad. When I was in the legislature, we paid, we put out $230 million to build a spaceport. And we were supposed to have, uh, one, Bill Richardson's view of the spaceport was Disneyland. We were going to have Disneyland in the desert. Minor detail, they didn't have any water rights. Small detail, small detail. And uh, But what, what it was really ripe for and was really quite visionary had they sold it that way is a test facility, a test to get into near orbit. Uh, one of the problems with launching certain types of rockets, not communication satellites, but other rockets is as you launch, if there are boosters, Texas didn't want us to drop our boosters on them. Mm-hmm. It was, they were really unreasonable mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> <laughs> terribly unreasonable. But Elon Musk has already perfected what I call a flyback booster. Have you seen this at Cape Canaveral? Mm-mm. Where, the bo- where they, they launch uh, whatever the ship is, and the boosters literally fly back and land at the very same place. Oh, wow. Uh, and, you know, and that's, that, that's exactly what we need to make our spaceport productive. And don't, don't overlook the fact that it's a little higher than sea level, that actually saves a little bit on fuel, mm-hmm. saves on lift, uh, it, lots of issues here. Mm-hmm. But as a test environment, the one thing New Mexico has is we have a lot of sky. We have a lot of space. We can make a lot of noise, and it won't bother anybody. Right. But you, we sell it as Disneyland mm-hmm. in the desert. Right. Uh, so what With no I, roller coaster. Right, right. What I do know is that there are plenty of private companies coming in that are now contributing more resources than Branson ever did. Mm-hmm. That's real money, real rental rates. The state right. is actually collecting money, and, and they are actually uh, getting ready to launch communication satellites and a number of other things. And while we're talking about the spaceport, let us not forget the rail runner. Do you meet, know? meet. <laughs> it has been closed almost the entire time that we have been on lockdown. And what we knew at the time is that it was going to run about $50 million a year, no matter what, running or not, that was what it was going to cost the taxpayers. And now 
that APS is short, what, 5,200 students? Uh, you know, maybe that extra money can go to the rail runner. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I doubt if they'll give it up. I mean, no, They're seriously. Not give it up. Meet, meet. <laughs> um, so the rail runner, it was supposed to be this cool thing. They had uh, balloon payments that were due. You remember that? I remember that. And then there was also some sort of copyright issue with the design, or maybe it was with the meet, meet, something like this. And so there was all these problems attached to that. We still got to pay $50 million a year. It was closed down. Uh, in Santa Fe, there's been like two murders on the platform. I mean, it's it's crazy Santa Fe. And so, and APS is down money. How much uh, money is APS down? They're down a lot. Like, I would say they're the short $45 million. Yeah, they're short. They're, they're really not short. short. I mean, because they have enough money to operate. I mean, they get a ton of money, these people. And to this day, they still haven't even given us the dollar amount that it's going to take for them to educate the kids. Seriously, give us the dollar amount, we'll pay it. Like the ransom. Mm -hmm. uh, well, but because they're government, so they have teachers under contract and other personnel. If you were a regular business and all of a sudden you lost 5,200 customers, you bite the bullet and they say, you're, you're, sorry, you're fired, you're laid off. Mm -hmm. uh, but because it's government, there seems to be a reason why we cannot do that. I don't know what that reason right. is, but, but that is the reason. And so where does the taxpayer get the bang for their buck? Well, I mean, where does the student? I mean, at the end oh, of the day. Heaven forbid we talk about Heaven for, forbid, yeah. And so, like, uh, the Twin Towers, the Ivory Towers, APS in Albuquerque, biggest district, school district in New Mexico. Oh, yes, it's 25th in the nation, 25th largest. 25th in the nation, in the nation. In the nation. And first in New Mexico, it's huge. They're the Ivory Towers, and it's too big. Well, they sit there it's empty. Too big. It's too big. Mm -hmm. um, and... What really moves out of there is contracts, right? If, if you're a contractor, oh, they um, love APS. Likely you're doing business with APS or you're out of business. And what? so 20, 45 million. Well, so, and because of the labor laws uh, that, are, that are tied to our school district, all of the construction projects going through APS cost an additional 30%. Um, and, and it's I mean, it's no wonder contractors love that. They do. They love oh. it. They love mm -hmm. it. And you so, would think that we've been renovating and maintaining our schools this whole time. Mm -mm. Not. Not so. So what's this about the 30 percent again? Explain that. Um, it, it, it is part of the union, the requirement to use union labor. And that figure is about 30 percent higher than if it was just an open bid. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. So APS is looking to advertise to come back to the Albuquerque Public Schools because enrollment is down and they're lacking $45 million, right? So do you suppose everyone's going to go home to homeschooling? Because Well, we've been talking about this before. Mm -hmm. um, school choice, it, it always gets a lot of bad uh, publicity. Uh, there's always a bunch of naysayers because nobody understands how to um, counter it, right? At least if you're, if you got a child in public schools. But what school choice would do is it would attach the dollar amount to the student and then schools would then have to compete for your business like a business, like a customer. They would have, have to advertise to the student and they'd have to be really good at it. Otherwise, you're going to take the child and if you take the child, it's going to take the money someplace else. And somebody made an interesting point because all the APS students were getting these uh, Eat Better Today cards, the food stamp cards. The like EBT cards. Every, Eat Better Today card. 
Oh, EBT. EBT, <laughs> so, eat better today. Duh, duh. <laughs> it's tacos for everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. Eat better today and get a load of taco. So everyone gets, you know, like the loaded food stamp card, uh, which whatever, it's COVID, all the students got it. But, I mean, look what we did. We, we gave the money to the student so that they could utilize it, their parents could utilize it the best for the child. So, so imagine if, if, if we just had this imaginary, you know, um, educate better New Mexico card and all the money for that student for that year was loaded on that. And that student takes it to whatever school it wants to go to. I think that, that might improve our situation. Seriously. Yeah. And, and then it's going to hold the schools to, uh, their feet to the fire and be like, okay, well, what's happening? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's have a little practi- practicality here. Practicality. She t- I know. Talking I know. about so, stamp <laughs> cards or what? What do you mean? <laughs> so uh, choice to me is something slightly broader. Uh, it eliminates school districts. For example, if you live in the Albuquerque High District, you could go to La Cueva. Of course, I don't know why you would want to do that because Albuquerque High School is the Bulldogs. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. anyway, um, but that's, that is part of choice. But there has to be some discipline on the part of the students and the families because you're still hiring teachers and there has to be some degree of certainty. If you take your, you give the money to the student and they say, oh, gee, I don't like that teacher, so I'm going to move to the next school next week, that ain't going to work. Well, no, I, I, you know, I think, you know, I don't think it's, it's those kind of situations people are, are necessarily willing to drive way out of their way from going to a school on the west side to going to a school on the east side or vice versa. But, like, it puts the school on notice. Like, you can't have any of this stuff, shenanigans, that they routinely have. Uh, the Albuquerque Public School Union, she's out of control. Mm-hmm. You're, are you talking about Ellen Bernstein? Yeah, she almost sounds like the national uh, union boss. Yeah, she does. You know, <laughs> they're always trying to get more money, always trying to take more time off and talking about how they're so overworked. You know who I saw overworked? Parents and cafeteria workers. Mm-hmm. Right. So getting back to the EBT cards, okay. the, the Eat Better Today cards, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So we did that and, and almost every student got one. And yet most of the schools still had drive-through lunches. Right. It started that they would come twice a day, and then uh, and if you didn't have a car, you couldn't come. Uh, so you had to have a car because uh, there was no buses. Um, and, and they did this all the way up until about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Right. So, so how does that work with the EBT card? We'll see exactly. So obviously there's problems with it because uh, the EBT was like something being uh, deployed or launched from a state level and obviously the school district is still wanting to feed the kids because they're online learning and so yeah there's obviously a problem with the money being spent and yet you know people are still broke so is the EBT card from Bill McCamley does the EBT card come from Health and Human Services? Health and Human Services. Okay, so that is actually uh, has an interconnect with Medicaid. I'm assuming. I have no idea. I, I, I'm going to assume that mm-hmm. that is the case because we're looking at um, at uh, free and reduced lunch, and mm-hmm. in our state, that is 200 percent of the poverty level. Mm-hmm. So if the poverty level is 34,000, if your family makes 64,000, you qualify. Right. Well, if you're west of the river, you know, West Side South Valley. Uh, it's about 80 to 90 percent of all students free or reduced lunch. Well, you would be surprised that uh, it, you all know where I live. In fact, I live very near the new APS training building that the is clubhouse. Com- right. 
Always empty. Always, Always empty. empty, except mm-hmm. for when they were doing um, COVID shots, and then they had the police, and they blocked off the street. Right, and, right. And, but there was nobody there. That's what they do with the money, though. Build clubhouses. Right. Even the t- ivory towers are empty. But but the school nearest me, uh, which is Comanche, uh, is almost almost 100% free and reduced lunch. Now, you know where I live. You know, and, and it's not real fancy, but it's not, you know. It's not EBT. It is not EBT. No, it is <laughs> EBT country. It is not. It's not EBT. So, so exactly. So the clubhouse or teacher work training, whatever they're calling it, has nothing to do with education. All of the medical facilities that they build within the schools, all of that doesn't have anything to do with education. All of this money that a lot of the money that they're spending things on are, is not for education because they're not focused on education. Nobody is. Well, the graduation rate will tell you all that. Well, we end was, all arguments with the graduation rates. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're not learning anything. I would say, but right now they are much more focused on critical race theory and using uh, the the desired pronouns, right? Just which is just you know that is not real. Don't uh, teach my children perversions. Yeah, that's yeah, all they're teaching. Don't do that. You know, that's I, all I, it is. I would like for them to be able to think, and thinking isn't just questioning everything. It's understanding. Right. Big difference. And then big difference. And then here's the deal: if if your child feels that they are trans or you know um, gay or lesbian or bisexual or all the other flavors. They're going to tell you and you're going to know in the house. You'll know. Like, you'll absolutely know. But the schools are allowing your children to go into the office, scratch out their name, put whatever name they want right there, and that's what you have to call them. And even if it doesn't look like a duck, even if it looked like a duck, talk like a duck, walk like a duck, even if it's not a duck, you still have to call it a duck. And so it just further uh, adds to the delusion that children already have, like growing pains. Do you remember growing up? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, everything's the end of the world. <laughs> Everything is the end of the world, right? Right. Bunch of stuff happening. Bunch of stuff happening. You're like, you know, growing up, growing out, whatever. You get up one morning and your pants don't fit because your legs grew two inches. It's a true thing. Yeah. But does that mean that inordinate attention is what is needed? And then kindergarteners, I mean, you you pretend play all day, mm-hmm. and now they're like, oh, let's not um, let's not refer to gender, just in case somebody else wants to be a non-flavor, right? We don't want to offend them. So, mm-hmm. and they're you know, five-year-olds are so sensitive to being offended, don't you think? Oh my goodness! <laughs> they're coming out in the world. I, I know, I around. know, two of them stand this high. <laughs> I do too. They're <laughs> twins, and you know, mm-hmm. you have to be careful because. Usually they win at the end of the day. You got to have ice cream on hand. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going to pick up uh, critical race theory teaching in schools and um, pronouns. What's your pronoun? I haven't made up my mind yet. I have I so say, many well, choices. Demi Lovato. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I want to be called they. No, <laughs> there, there. Oh, there, there. there. Over there? And, and I've spent... I've taken all this time off to really think about myself. I want to just tell you, I, I listened to that and I said, woman, you are so blessed to be where you are. There are people here who are working two and three jobs and they don't have time to, to anticipate and contemplate their navel. I'm sorry. Right. In the words of Governor Nome, South Dakota, mm-hmm. get over yourself. Really? You're not that important. We'll be right back. Off the Cuff, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. 
Golden Equipment Company, finding innovative solutions. We are a full-service heavy equipment Volvo dealer offering sales, parts, service, and rental. Locally owned for over 35 years, we're proud to be a part of your community. Our dedicated and certified crew will help keep you productive and efficient. Come see us at any of our three locations, Albuquerque, Farmington, and Durango, Colorado. Check us out on social media or visit our website, goldenequipment.com. We look forward to helping you with your next project. This is Gerald A. Loeb speaking. I have a new book out. This book is called Mayhem Manor. It appeared on April 15th on Kindle and is now available on Amazon as a paperback. In this book, you will find feckless bureaucrats, unlikely heroes, and stories from the Duke City. If you want to see this book or buy it, you can buy it on Amazon.com. In addition, I have seven other books, three other novels, three books of political satire. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. It's the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque. KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. Janice Arnold-Jones. Just a quick on-air mention, abortion-free New Mexico. Bud and Tara have been serving New Mexico for a very long time along with their children. Albuquerque's abortion capital of the nation it is a destination for full-term, later-term abortion. It's very radical. Mothers fly here from all over the world seeking an abortion. It has to stop. If you are a pro-lifer and you are interested in building a culture of life, go to abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com today. Saving the lives of the unborn is everybody's job. So you've just been called to action. Abortionfreenm.com. Thank you. Yes, that was nice. Thank you, Bill so, and Tara. Yes, yes. They, they do awesome work. They do. I, they I, do. I am amazed. Mm-hmm. At, um, and didn't you have um, Brother Stephen? Uh, father. 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 Mm-hmm. Imperato, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is so passionate. He and is. Do you know, I, I haven't seen him in quite a while, but I think he has spent most of his life working to save the baby. Yes, yes. And he still is. He continues. Still is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally. And very. Um, devoted to his cause yes and he brings everything back to the life issue and no matter what your argument is this is what he says he hits you with the same hammer over the head every time metaphorically that is mm-hmm. um you're there's no excuse baby. for killing children mm-hmm. there to is dis- no excuse to dismember a child is no different than victoria martin whether it's inside the womb or outside the womb period end of story it's killing children for any reason whatsoever and then paid for by taxpayers it's not those extreme circumstances that that everybody would have people believing about the you know my body my choice and you know that with the state making it so easy for them to get an abortion and actually paying for it makes it they just won't stop it looks like if they if they were forced to pay the 17,000 or whatever for their own abortion i guarantee you that would stop quick right so right. The, the lesson is, uh, you know, and I, as you know, I've done lots and lots of sports, and it makes me think about the story of 17 inches. Do you know how w- wide a base is? 17 inches wide. And if you are out at first base, do we make the base bigger so you're not out at first base? Right. When is it okay? When is it the right thing to maintain our standards? And our standard is that life is precious, whether you are a baby in the womb near to coming out to being a very old person. 100 years old, not older. And and that is what sets us apart. If you're not certain of this, I'm just telling you, go take a trip around the world. 
Right. Because that is what sets us apart. It is what makes us exceptional is that life is precious. Right, right. Unlike what these pro-aborts say, I mean, we've seen them. I mean, if it's pro-choice and my choice happens to be pro-life, I'm out praying at an abortion center in my district who targets Hispanics, by the way. Hispanics make up more abortions uh, in, in New Mexico than any other race. So it's easy to say that it's uh, systemic racism, but nobody wants to hear about that. I would say I would go a step further and call it genocide. Well, it is totally, totally. So it's my choice. I'm going to be pro-life, pro-aborts come, and they, they want to hit you over the hammer because they're pro-choice, because they prefer to kill their children by limb for limb because, I mean, that's really what it is. We talk about a lot about abortion here uh, on this show, not just because it's a show hosted by women, but because it is an issue for all people. Because if we're not building a culture of life, we are surely building a culture of death. So I can't see it in either way. Right, I can't see it in because mm-hmm. there is no other way. There it's isn't. like look down, look down, you're standing in your grave. What happened to Victoria Martins? Dismembered. Everybody was outraged about it. No difference than what happens in the womb. Um, are there rare and exceptional circumstances? Sure, but that's not what's happening. It's for any reason whatsoever at full term, like eight pound babies. Mm-hmm. Women walking in there and I'm like, oh my God, don't go in there. Please don't go in there. Stay, stay out. Like, what are you doing? So culture of life, that's where it has to begin. Otherwise, I mean, what are we doing? I get so frustrated on this topic. When I say genocide, I'm not joking. Look at what is happening to our Native American communities, the incidence of abortion. I mean, we already have a legacy of sterilization, Mm -hmm. forced sterilization. What do you think that does to a culture? Look at black babies. Mm -hmm. Look at what has happened to the black community and the number of babies that have been aborted. And then you go to the South Valley and look at the Hispanic women who are being targeted. Right. Right. So like Margaret Sanger, she has a history of of being racist, uh, targeting black women to kill their babies uh, with abortion, uh, birth control, whatever. UNM has this Margaret Sanger Award. Nobody says anything about it. I'm like, you're the most liberal university ever. You could spot race. I mean, you could sniff out racism with, with that with that big nose of yours mm-hmm. that you call everything racist. But when it's staring you right in the face, you don't say anything. You, I mean, you, I mean, you comply. You're complacent. Uh, you're aiding and abetting, and you're advocating for the killing of the unborn. Shame on you. So did you hear that UNM decided to cover some of the murals at Zimmerman Library? Oh, don't yes, even get me did. started. I know it's going to be a bad I said, one. Did you talk about it? You know, this is just silly. You cannot erase history. Uh, if you cover it up, what is going to happen to us? History will always repeat itself. But here's the thing. Those that mean to uh, place divide between Hispanics and Native Americans, what they don't realize is that Blood recognizes itself. How do you say it? La sangre se conoce. That's it. Mm-hmm. So there was peace, as far as I knew. And then all of a sudden, somebody drives a wedge, and they're like, hey, check out what so-and-so did like 500 years ago, man. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but La Entrada, it was a moment of peace and had been celebrated for how long? I mean, we used to go over there and trade with the Indians. I mean, this is something that, that, that we did culturally. And then somebody comes in, outside agitators. We have white people in Santa Fe, white liberals, not even from here. I don't know if they're from here, but they're definitely not Native American. They're definitely not from the Pueblo, and they're definitely not Spanish. Nope. And they went and they, they, they started tearing down the statues. Everything. Of... of, of you know, Spanish history, Native American history. Um, and Civil War history. And Civil War history. Because they were going on the national narrative of like, oh, you know, take down so-and-so over here in Washington. It's racist. It's racist. And then they look around New Mexico and they go, well, damn, there's really no racism over here. Overall, there's really no racism. I'm not saying racism doesn't happen because it does. But for the most part, you could come to New Mexico and not be like, oh, well, you can't go over there because blacks go there. Oh, you can't go there because Hispanics go there. You can't go there because of the whites. It's never been that way it's here. It's never been that way. Mm -hmm. And then here we are. We're letting outsiders drive a wedge be, you know, between us where there was none before. Yes. 500 years ago. I'm guessing it was savage for everybody. It was, yeah. I'm saying, and to say that there, there, there was never. The part about La Entrada that has always interested me is it was a coming together. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong. Not only did the royal court come in, but the Pueblos also brought their dancers. It was a coming together. Absolutely. And there are royal Native Americans. Like, they, they were crowned royal Native Americans. And we married, right, intermarriage, mm -hmm. because we believed in the soul. And so nobody made them, you know, less they gave their last name. They shared children together. I'm saying it's 500 years ago, and you're coming over here today taking down statues. While you are good to do, they all went to trial. They all took pleas and, like, sorry, we won't do it again. But really, but how, how are you going to replace that? And, and why haven't they? And, like, why haven't they? Mm -hmm. And that Fox dude, he, uh, um, he's one of the ones. I don't remember his first name. Stephen. Stephen Fox. Look at her. She sees me getting hot over here on the mic. I'm like, oh, no. He owns a huge gallery in Santa Fe. He's well-to-do because the rent over there is super expensive. It's Santa Fe, for God's sakes, you know? And so, but no, he's going to go over there on behalf of Weber. And, hey, who the hell is Weber? In four years, Hispanics from Santa Fe allowed this little Mayor Weber to tear down Spanish history, to Stop tear down history, mm -hmm. stopped entrada, and, and put That's a divide a, between Hispanics and Native Americans where there was not one before. And trying to change the name of Santa Fe. I, that is just so bizarre to me. But uh. on, on, on a more civil note, are they going to take away Spanish market? Well, no, because it makes money. Are they going to take away uh, Zosobra? No. They've just co-opted it. You know what I mean? It's all co-opted. You know, like we had a uh, guest Eli on here, which we need to get him back in, in defense of Santa Fe part two. He has a five part series. We're starting radio series. Did I tell you about this? No, Just a do real tell, do tell. quick sidestep. So there's these issues that we have as New Mexicans and they're very, very complicated and they're heated. Like La Entrada, for instance, Santa Fe. Like the bail bonds reform. It's really hard to say, well, what is the problem? Because we look at catch and release, we look at revolving door, we look at pretrial, we look at all these things, but they're just symptoms of what the real problem is. So we're going to devote some of our airtime to these radio series so that we break down certain subjects very simply and then we pull the right people in here to maybe explain it better than we can um, because these are complex issues that 
that if we understood them would make the solution a lot simpler and then we can see where the problem is and, and not try to fix the, uh, the symptom along the way. Like that's just a Band-Aid, keep going, keep walking, problems over there, like the 2016 bail bonds reform. So we're starting these radio programs and they're gonna go from anywhere from four to five weeks at a time because they're big, big issues. And so we're gonna, uh, we're gonna make a complicated situation, explain it simply, and we're gonna start doing that every Thursday starting June 3rd. First one is called Bail Bonds Explain with the last man standing, Gerald Madrid. And we got um, Samantha Connors in here. She's uh, she's doing the interview questions and stuff, so that it's very it's it's factual. It's not a bunch of fact opinion, you know. And so we're gonna break those down. Same with the education. Same with maybe gas and oil and and these other topics that keep coming up routinely that we have a hard time understanding because we never get the entire news. Like when they talk about catch and release, they don't ever go back to 2016 crime bill. We just go back to the judge who's doing, we don't know what the yeah, hell they're Releasing doing. everybody. Releasing like, everybody. Mm -hmm. They're taking advantage of the criminal justice revolving door and stuff. And so we're going to try and break these out so as a conservative responsibility because if we're going to, if, if, if we have any intent of fixing New Mexico, of having a better tomorrow, of having a place where we could raise our family and they don't have to leave then it's our responsibility to kind of, you know, break out certain topics that we find necessary because... Uh, the, and it's going to be a point where the public can understand. They'll take them step by step and let them know where it all twisted and where it went wrong. Right. right. So this is, where, this is what these series are about. Mm -hmm. Well, good, good. Yeah. So when you have an opening, we need to talk about our elections. People need to understand what has been done and why we're at risk of losing our elections. They are no longer based on the precinct and having people know who's there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's complicated. It's complicated. It's it a is. complex situation. And sometimes, you know, I mean, you could say everything in the one show, but then who's really going to remember? So we're going to create a, a, um, a separate tab on the web page so that way you can go to radio series. You go, I really do want to know a little bit more about this catch and release thing. What the hell is it? And then there you go, five episodes. You want to know a little bit more about the voting? Maybe that's a radio series. Uh, I promise you. We have plenty of material. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we're doing that because, you know, we are the next level of conservative talk radio. We are New Mexicans, and we're not just here beating up on the state. Seriously. Uh, New Mexico is very special. And guess what? It's not poor. It's not poor. It's one of the richest states everywhere. Government keeps a heavy hand on you. Last 90 years, ran by Democrats. If anybody was really serious about any of the social and political injustices, they would have done it yesterday, like the way they passed the abortion bill, the, the way they passed the marijuana bill, just like that. They got the power right now, and they don't do it. They they don't improve your life. They don't improve education. They don't improve crime. They don't do any of that. They want to well, they, they want to let you believe that they're going that you're poor, and they want to keep you poor. Right, it's, it's a, a struggle. But, mm -hmm. but worse than that, so some of the things you know, some of it is incremental. I, we very rarely talk about Plan B. Do you know when Plan B was passed? No. Okay, I believe that was 2008. Mimi Stewart carried that bill. What Plan B did was to allow your 12 year old to go to a pharmacy and get on birth control pills without your knowledge. Mm. And, and it, you know, some of us were screaming, you can't do this, these are children. And, and 
it's not appropriate. And this is 2018? 2008. 2008. Okay. Eight. 2008. 2008. And you see how, how numb. I mean, this is so... So now that's normal. So it was really easy to take the next step and do abortion on demand, which is what we have. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So right now, as the law reads, this is an opinion. This is the actual law. In 2021, right here, right now, today, your child who is school age, 13 or older, your daughter can go in, tell the school she wants an abortion. They will provide transportation or allow any qualified adult with an ID, in other words, a coach or an abuser, an uncle, uh, the mom's boyfriend, something like this, to take her out of school, take her to the abortion, get an abortion, bring her back to school, and then lie to you and say she was in school all day. This is the law. This is really on the books. So 13-year-olds, beyond the 2018 Plan B, you can go and get some birth control because you want to be 13 years old and whatever, whatever. But fast forward, and you can have an abortion, and they teach them that it's their right. So... I mean, not only do they teach them it's the right to give them the weakest form of birth control to make sure they on get top pregnant. that. On mm-hmm. top of that, on top of that, I do listen to you. I mm-hmm. was shocked to mm-hmm. hear that. I had do. no idea that Planned Parenthood was complicit in this because their big shtick has been we are going to provide birth control because we're Planned Parenthood, right. and in fact, it is a setup. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it a scam. A, it, it's a setup to actually. Cr- create babies that can be murdered right mm-hmm. how's that yeah exact on purpose yes like deliberately because plan Her- pa- plan parenthood only growing only growing in size abortions they grow in size every single day 2008 you're allowed to have birth control why are so many people getting pregnant then and needing an abortion if birth control works and, and that was your big push in 2018 only to get perverted over here with child um dis- dismemberment mm, that's disgusting. what it is limb for limb We'll be right back. KDAZ 96.9 FM. Don't forget to go to our website off the cuff, abq.com. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bud. My wife, Tara Shaver, and I lead Abortion Free New Mexico. Did you know that the University of New Mexico is training up the next generation of abortionists and runs a freestanding abortion facility performing late-term abortions all the way up to six months in the womb? Is this really how you want your tax dollars spent? At Abortion Free New Mexico, we are working to reform UNM's radical abortion agenda. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreeunm.com today. That's abortionfreeunm.com. Hey, this is Jamis Arnold-Jones reminding you to tune in to Off the Cuff at 3 o'clock every day on KDAZ. Off the Cuff really is the hottest, most conservative radio program in Albuquerque. It is real news, real talk for real New Mexicans. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. I'm Stella Padilla. I'm Janice Arnold-Jones. She still is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did bring tacos. Yeah. I did. She did. And, and she, they were good. They were loaded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yummy. Loaded tacos. Quick on-air mention. Gerald Loeb, he's a local author. If you have not picked up his new book called Mayhem Manor, go get it today. It is about ineffective bureaucrats, mindless politicians, an overwhelmed police force. And the book is set right here in crazy Albuquerque. That sounds like a radio show. Seriously, like, <laughs> I mean... 
everything you I just see, mentioned. But the truth is, is some of the stuff is so bizarre here that you have to put it in a book so people think it's make-believe because they just wouldn't believe that this really happens. Who could believe what happens here? Everything Strange things have happened here. No stranger <laughs> would it be. And you know these things are, they would be hysterically funny if they weren't so bitterly true. I know. They yeah. would be very funny know. to read, but it's mean, true. Like yeah. sometimes we laugh like during the news. I mean, not I mean not because we're thinking it's funny or something, but I'm just like, good it's God. It's so unbelievable. Good God Almighty. Mm-hmm. It's too strange to believe. Yeah. Too strange to believe often. So Mayhem Manor. Go to offthecuffabq.com. Click on Mayhem Manor by Gerald Loeb. Very affordable, uh, support somebody local. He advertises with us. This is his second round of advertising. It works. Mayhem Manor, Gerald Loeb. Go get the book today. Have you bought the book? I haven't purchased the book You're yet. You're going to have to. I'm putting you on the spot. You too, Stella. You've you got to go buy the book. I already got the book. You cannot be asking that man for a book for free. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> I'm I was saying, but it is on your I'm website, kidding. the yeah. link. He's yes. given me yeah. a few books. Yes. So he's very so I, I'm just finishing up another book. Uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, wrote a book mm-hmm. about being part of the, um, the, the team that serves Arlington National Cemetery. Okay. And, uh, and just just a wonderful book. So I have to finish that one. And you would think, you know, most legislators have some ghostwriter come and write stuff. He wrote this himself. Oh, wow. And, uh, boy, and I'm just spacing the uh, the name of the service because it's really quite uh, quite special. And he's from here? Uh, no, he's from Arizona. Oh, I mean, Arizona. Uh, Ar- Arkansas. 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 Uh, but a good book. So as soon as I finish that one, then I have room on my table yet again. Okay. What did Tennessee what 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 arkansas oh, arkansas <laughs> just kidding stupid what? stupid joke <laughs> it's, a, it's a kindergarten joke right i was hanging around kindergarteners the other day and they were telling me a bunch of jokes that's a good one <laughs> what is arkansas what can arkansas no um no it's who can arkansas uh what a teen uh, tennessee and i'm all what i'm all what's wrong with your kid sister <laughs> what's wrong with these ne- uh, niece and nephew what a tennessee i don't know what what arkansas Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go inside. No ice cream. <laughs> Not playing around. So, did we go over everything? We got the man, uh, former teacher from Kennedy Middle School, strangled his wife. APD found a dead body. Um, murder count went up over the weekend. Uh, yeah, man just strangled his wife. Yeah, hotel murders are so common now, aren't they? Right. Uh, unemployment office. Still, still competing, Mm -hmm. still competing with jobs. Everyone is hiring. Please get out and get a job. Um, As a result, customer service has suffered. Um, Unemployment office was sending out, I want to say EBT cards, but they're not EBT cards. I don't know, unemployment cards. And people that didn't even apply for it are getting the card. We know that they messed up on billions more dollars go ahead what do you got i well i would say we have not talked about uh vaccine incentives oh and did you know that uh ohio and oregon uh have a lottery it's a million dollar lottery if you throw in your name to go and you go get a vaccine what do you think about that and so new mexico is looking at incentives because here's what's happened they're paying kids 
No kidding. Yeah. Did, did you hear the kids are having, some of them got heart problems after they got the vaccination? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. seriously. Like, they're giving them 100 bucks or something like this to, to go get the vaccine. So a million-dollar lotto, you go over there, you roll up your sleever, you get the ouchie-fouchie, they put your little name on, on the paper, you go like this, you put it in the in the bingo thing, sort of, right. and they spin it. And you hope that they and pull it out. you hope they call your name. And, and is that worth it to you? But the numbers don't make any sense. So... The governor wants us at 70%. Well, you know what? I think we're well over 60% in the state. And people who were afraid have taken the vaccine, whether it's good or bad. That's what That was their decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is another whole part of the population that says, no, I don't, I don't think so. Right. I, I don't think so. And I don't know that any incentive is going to make any difference. Is it gonna, would it make a difference for you? Well, what, regardless of your decision, would it make a difference? Well, here's the thing. What I don't understand is why they would have to pay somebody or go through such great lengths. Of mandating that you do of it. Of mandating, mm-hmm. providing it for you, making it so accessible. I mean, literally, it's, at the, it's, it's up the road. COVID. Ouchie Fauci. If it's good for you. I mean, if it's good for you, aren't you just going to go get it? Should, yeah. If you want it. So, did you? So, let me just jump out on a limb. Do you think it is possible that all of these shenanigans are actually tied to the fact that, yes, the federal government has said there are UFOs and they're going to be aliens and we have to have all of these things in order to survive and coexist with the aliens that are coming? I know you think that I probably... I was like, oh, like oh good grief, Janice. I'm <laughs> are we going to get into this now? Because I believe the aliens are here. I don't know about you guys. I heard this on a national okay. news program. I mean, and I think if you read it in the... I think I read this in the Epic Times, and I'm going, do I really believe that? I don't know. That I mean, that's pretty far out for me, but that that's becoming quite mainstream. And you watch in two weeks... CNN, Don Lemon is going to say, you know, if you don't take this, you could be infecting the aliens. Not the other way around. But right, right, right. Not just your grandma. Not just your no, grandma. No, they're talking like the aliens from Roswell or the aliens that are coming across the border. Right, right. Ones what do you think specify? about that? I know, I know. So I don't know what to think about that. I mean, you, I mean, you shocked me right there. Uh, I hope well, I'm, I was shocked when I was going. But no. so here's, here's my question. Is like, why, why do so many people have so many different side effects? Why does coronavirus have so many avenues to take? Like, people have very, very extremely different um, reactions. If you get a cold, you get a cold, and I have a cold, it's usually the same cold. It's the runny nose, it's the cough, I can't sleep, and my body aches, and I had a fever the first day. Same symptoms, more or less. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe you didn't have the fever. Maybe you didn't have the cough, but it's cold, right? Allergies are the same. This COVID is all over the place. It happens super fast. Um, CDC kept changing back and forth. Is it good? Is it not? Do we wear the mask? Not wear the mask? They wanted you to wear the mask so bad, like they wanted us to be like some other place. I don't know. Killing small business. And then the way they're giving money away. They're that talking about so a fourth, fourth stimulus. Mm-hmm. We got one minute left. Any last words? Guest Janice Arnold Jones, who did bring tacos today. I Loaded. did. So mm-hmm. I did have to go and have a medical procedure today. I had my teeth cleaned. Mm-hmm. And now the rules are that the dental facilities have to wear two masks, but I don't have to wear a mask. Does this make any sense? Yes. 
Well, it'll be kind of hard. To clean. <laughs> it'll yes. be hard to clean your teeth with a mask. Oh, yes, it sure does. It sure does. Sure does. I mean, what's a trillion? What's a million? I mean, how how many zeros are we really talking about? What's a fourth stimmy? What are you going to buy with your fourth stimmy? More lipstick. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> if you can afford it. I can't talk if I don't have lips on you. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so that was Taco Tuesday. Any last words, Stella, real quick? Get out and vote, people. Your Our life depends on it. Boy, that's the truth. Yes. If you believe in life, I'm just going to tell you, you have got to go vote. Life and, and liberty. And, and you have got to stop and not vote for the Democrat Party that says life is insignificant. Don't do it. You've got... Pick somebody else. Your life is significant. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, all right, New Mexico, you're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, off the cuff, abq.com. Don't forget to go there. That website is for you. Sign up to be a guest. Sign up for our newsletter. And make a comment. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. See you later, New Mexico. God bless you, New Mexico. We are off the cuff. Ah!